Shut up and sit down. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 30 of Third Shift. That's right, we're becoming old men now. I'm your host, Matt. With me, as always, is my fellow old man, Eric. Eric, how's this week been treating you, dude? Oh, it's been a very nice week for me, Matt. I played the video game. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. Yes. yes. That's how I do it. That's how I start this off. My week has been pretty darn good, man. I am getting closer and closer to beating Final Fantasy, Good. which must be done before the end of this month. As I've said before, uh, the family has been doing fantastic. Everybody's happy. We are potty training our second child. Excellent. Oh, yes. It's a great time. More poop adventures for you. Yeah, well, there's already been quite a few. You know, <laughs> I feel like my life is basically poop, but that's cool. You know, It's how we roll when you're... A parent with several children. True, true. Work's been normal, nothing special, man. It's been kind of a coaster week. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you, we had a great uh, Borderlands night, didn't we? Yes, we did. Before we talk about that, how was your week, man? It was pretty good. I can't remember anything really big going on this week. I did manage to clear one thing off the backlog. I beat Assassin's Creed Unity, which, again, fun but flawed. I could talk a ton about it. But then I was like, hmm, well, what's next on the backlog? Hmm, wh- let me look at my installed games. I should really play Metal Gear Solid and finish that up. You know what? Let me boot it up right now. And then I realized as I got into the game, I have no idea how to do anything anymore. So I took I took old Big Boss off into the desert, out into a little hidey hole away from all the patrols, and I figured, okay, X makes him go up and down. I remember that. How do I ready the gun? Uh, mm, uh, mm, uh, okay, how do I get into first-person mode when I have the gun ready? <laughs> so I basically had, like, Big Boss the amnesiatic idiot out in the desert for, like, five minutes while I tried to figure out all the controls again. Yeah, sounds sounds familiar. I've done that before. Uh, I mean, it was fun, but it was just awkward going from one, like, action-y sort of stealthy game to, like, a stealthy sort of action-y game and having all the controls be completely different. But, yeah, I, pl- I played a little bit of that. And then I realized I've got a game I kickstarted coming out next week, so I don't have nearly enough time to finish that. So I've just been screwing around with Earth Defense Force after that, just having some fun, killing time. Always with that dang Earth Defense Force. It's fun, Jeez, man. Always. It's cheesy and fun, man. It's it's like it's like a fast food game. Like you know, you, you you're not gonna get filet mignon out of Earth Defense Force, but some days you just want a Big Mac and he's oh, delicious and haggard. Mm-hmm. That's Earth Defense See? Force right there. I don't know. I don't know that world, Matt. I've just got flamingos lined up out the wazoo, and I don't see an end to them. That is a lie. I can't eat them fast. That enough. is a lie. <laughs> that is not a lie. You go. Right? You go, and you have some good flavor Chinese from the one like Chinese man who lives down the block. So you know what I'm talking about. Well, he's got the Chinese always though, and you know that's always there mm-hmm. forever. I pay the man a certain fee. <laughs> that Chinese just keeps showing up at the door. And it never goes away. In the meantime, I've been gnawing on this filet mignon for months. And that's what I'm talking about. He doesn't cook up the filet. He just gives you the, your, your saucy, goopy, maybe it's maybe it's rat, maybe it's raccoon, maybe it's bat. It doesn't matter. You know what they call it bats, really doesn't right? Matter. Yeah, chickens of the cave, sucker. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's what they call them. I don't care what the meat is. 
It's yummy, Matt, and I'm going to continue to eat it because I just don't care. Good plan. Good plan. But we did have a Borderlands night. Oh, yes. And it was good. And we said, hey, you know what? It's Valentine's Day coming up. And what do you do on Valentine's Day? Well, as we told you guys and gals last week, you got to play Moxie's DLC in Borderlands 2. And that's what we did. Oh, yeah. Now, nothing too special about that, except for it was fun as hell and a good time. Oh, yeah. However, there's a leprechaun in that DLC. (laughs) For years, we've been trying to figure this leprechaun out. Mm -hmm. Now, something else everybody should know by now is we don't usually go, you know, we don't go look up things. We don't figure it all out. If we can't do it ourselves, then we don't deserve it. I'm not player X. I'm not going to go, hey, Google. No. And then, Mm -hmm. and one other thing to, to preface this. Again, everyone should know this by now, but Borderlands Night is drink at night. And, True that. And we don't play holiday DLCs but one time every year. So, mm-hmm. yes, we've missed out on the Leprechaun and figuring him out for the past, what, three years? But it's because three we've played it so, yeah. a total of three times and been blind stinking drunk every time. So, mm-hmm. I mean, give cut us a little slack here is what I'm saying. Yeah. So, with that being said, we could not figure out how to... Get the leprechaun. How to kill the leprechaun or receive its reward. Exactly. Yeah. Whatever it did, we didn't know. Couldn't figure it out. We'd shoot this son of a gun. We'd throw grenades at this son of a gun. We'd try to get out in front of this son of a gun. Nothing worked. Mm-hmm. All three of those times in the last three years. But this time, oh, we figured it out. And I will say, you're welcome, Eric. Although, okay, so two things. A, you are welcome because I did figure it out. That's true. But B, we did get extra lucky because he popped out twice for us. Once right mm-hmm. at the beginning when we were still sober ducks. And then again later when we've had a few, but we're still like, oh my God, there he is again. So so our method was, you know, like you said, we tried to damage him. We tried getting death trap out, grenades, shooting, nothing. And that happened the first time when he started running through. And I went, mm-hmm. well... As we were shooting him, he wasn't going down. So I thought, well, maybe we got to get to the hole he goes into. So I did. I, I sped ahead of him, and there was nothing there. So that second time, I'm like, hmm, process of elimination. You can't shoot him. You can't, like, you know, there's nothing to do when you catch him. There's no prompt, and you can't get in front of him and find a thing. Maybe you just punch him. You, you chase down people and punch him in this game all the time. Boom. Loot! Loot! Punch him! Punch the crap out of him! And we did, Matt. Oh, yes. We punched the crap out of that little son of a gun. Oh, yeah. And he didn't give us any legendaries. But that's that's part of our life. Maybe next year. <laughs> maybe next year. Maybe, maybe next year, little leprechaun. Maybe next year. Oh, my goodness. You can't have me lucky stars, Matt. I'll never give them to you. You'll never have the legendaries. <laughs> I'll hold them in me butt for all eternity. Oh, if only you played it solo without your friend Eric, but his terrible luck, <laughs> it just screws you over every time. Oh, forever, forever. <laughs> okay. Uh, so. <laughs> but that wasn't the only first time in three years experience that we've had, was it, Eric? No, it wasn't. We did something else, and it was incredible. Yeah, th- this year, there's once you complete the main quest, you know, you, the wedding goes however you, you might think it would go with a title like Wedding Day Massacre. Anyway, there's a side quest to, and now since we didn't do it this year, I'm totally blanking on what the ultimate goal of the side quest is, but you have to help Innuendo Bot do a thing. And the first item you need to make this thing or do the thing is you need the wig from the from the robot named Stella in the distillery. 
and you know she and her her boyfriend ed are there you reunited him earlier in the main mission you say hey stella i need that blonde wig of yours and she goes oh but it's hardwired into my iff routines if i if you take it off i'll go crazy and kill everybody and then ed says oh man surely you know the destruction of me and my lover aren't worth some piddly little side quest that you've done oh man blah 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 blah, blah. and he goes on and on and on and this was the year that we went okay ed and stella you guys can stay alive let your love flourish mm-hmm. for a whole nother year. Just that's right. Go and go and make beautiful little robot babies. All the good stuff. Well, that maybe that's the secret. Maybe we're gonna unlock something, and maybe next year, Matt, when we get on, those two little love making sex bots are gonna have so many little baby bots all over the place, and we're gonna get a pet bot. See, that's what people don't know. I bet we're gonna have a pet bot for battle. I said Battleborn. <laughs> Ain't gonna have no pet bot in Battleborn. <laughs> Although that'd be amazing. That would be good. It's not going to happen. Uh-huh. I have a pet bot in Borderlands, though. That's possible. I mean, it's possible. I should look it up right now, except I'm not going to, so we're not going to remember that we did this again a year from now. Yes, we will. We have audio, audio documentation. That's right. That is true, we actually. We can come back to this episode and go, what did we do last year? Put a star next to this one, Danny. Just like, star, remember this episode, star. And we'll be like, what was that from? <laughs> Whatever. What? Why do I care about remembering that episode? I'm not going to remember next week, let alone a year from now. <laughs> True that. Can't remember what I had for dinner anymore. It's... wasn't filet mignon, I'll tell you that. Uh, no, it was not. It was fried chicken. Oh, see, I was, was going to guess pizza because you had people over. No, I made some fried chicken. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's how I roll. Yeah. And speaking of rolling, let's roll on into Talented Tuesday. Oh, beautiful. Zing. Our subject this week was Ombra. I thought we all had some good stuff here. The one thing I was going to say was when I saw yours with the angry sun, I was thinking, oh, man, somebody should have done one with the angry sun from Super Mario chasing you. Oh, it just had, like, Amber yes. shooting out little suns. That would have been awesome. Mm-hmm. That would have been a good one. Man, dang it. Missed opportunity. That's right. Poop. Poop on a stick. <laughs> I could have done that. That would have been great. Dang it. Oh, well, that's all right. I thought about suggesting it to Danny because she was saying she was kind of, you know, half-hearted, didn't, ha- didn't have any good ideas. And I was like, maybe I could feed you that idea. But then I was like, that w- that's not a Danny-type idea. A little pixel art, blah, 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 blah. But she said she did eventually scribble out that ombre in like, you know, like five seconds. So, I mean, that just goes to show you the talent difference. My 15-minute miracles are complete garbage. Danny's five-second masterpieces are just... Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, my 40, 45 minute, I keep telling you, you freaking fools, man, 45 minutes to take those little stupid draws. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh goodness. No, I did enjoy all of ours. You had the Maybelline commercial. Mm-hmm. You had, uh, you know, Ombra getting pissed off at her superior, her mm-hmm. obvious superior. Yep, I mean, yep. you, you can't contest that. And then, of course, you know, you went ahead and in theme with what we did with our Borderlands night, you know. Mm-hmm. Kept going with it, and it was awesome. That's right. It's like, oh, loader bots, oh. And and as soon as when I was playing Amber for the first time, and she's like, oh, be cleansed with the light of the sun, and I, it just like went shoop, flashback to be cleansed with heat from old flame mm-hmm. knuckle. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, there they are, match made in heaven. That's true. Yeah, they were pretty good. I enjoyed it, and uh, you know, look forward to the next one. Because we're going to be rocking out. Handsome Jack. Danny chose it. Oh, dang. We're going big time. Handsome Jack. 
What about his doppelgangers? It's the same thing. It doesn't matter. I mean, I guess it's probably the same thing. She, nah, she'd be the no, arbiter of the rules here. I, it's not my selection, so. Let's stick with Handsome Jack, because then maybe down the road we can cheat and have a second Handsome Jack day with a doppelganger. This one's for the doppelganger you kill in Borderlands 2, though, and then later we could do the pre-sequel doppelganger, and then you could yes. do the hollow clones of the pre-sequel doppelganger. We, got, we can stretch this out in, like, five. Why not? You know, there's so much to do with freaking Handsome Jack. Why the hell not? That's true. You have a whole comic book series. Just have the whole series going. But yeah, that pretty much wraps up Town to Tuesday. As always, hit up the Instagram for the full versions. Check out the Twitter for the preview versions. Why did I do it backwards? I don't know. It's backwards day. Boom. Strange land, strange land. I don't know. Mm. Who cares? It's all good. Yep, yep. So, this week in Gearbox, Matt, hmm, it was a pretty interesting week, actually. It was, but we, we should start off with the little things, as usual. Shift codes for Golden Keys in the pre-sequel. That dropped, I think, on Friday, right as the show did. So find those in the show notes. Find them on the Twitter. You guys know where to find them. Get yourself some free loot. Free loot, shmi loot. Once again, as always, I don't think we've logged on and gotten those keys still to this day. Have you? I don't think I've mm-hmm. played the pre-sequel no. since uh, the Borderlands Night crew fell apart. So I definitely That's haven't. That's true. Well, we're going to have to revisit that one of these days. That'll be interesting. I want to play some more Wilhelm, because I was having a blast with that. I agree. I think that's a good idea. Boom. So, getting beyond the shift codes, we're going to dabble into something that uh, was really awesome. So, Redbeard, he's a uh, video game, comic book uh, podcaster, went ahead and just did an interview with Randy Pitchford the other night. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was like, well, heck, this will be fun to tune into. So popped on in, and uh, they did about 20, 30 minutes, and they did a little spiel on Batman and whatnot. And then Randy Pitchford showed up and had some interesting little tidbits. So first off, he went ahead and talked a little bit about Brothers in Arms. And yeah, so he verified that 100% Brothers in Arms is being made right now. Yes. They said they're yes, they're waiting for all the ducks to be lined up to go ahead and make any solid announcements on it though. Mm-hmm. So, our prediction is on track for E3 Brothers in Arms Gearbox Quebec. Oh yeah. Boom. Mhm. Th- for sure. That, that, I think that's pay dirt on conjecture land where yeah. I, I think that's the one thing that we conjectured about in that entire episode that we're probably going to be right on. I think so. Actually, no, I, you know, I think we'll be around a couple of these. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, so, I guess there were some. another thing they went ahead and he talked about was the fact that Borderlands 3 will probably be running on uh, the newest Unreal Engine. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about going over to GDC to check that out in action and see some samples of it running. So for all of you guys and gals interested to kind of see what Borderlands 3 may look like, you're going to want to head over that way as well, check out those samples, so that way you can kind of get, obviously, put a Borderlands spin on it, mm-hmm. and that's what you're looking at. Yeah, it looks like, I, I was just looking it up right now, it looks like it is Unreal Engine 4 is the most current version. So I think it just said two mm-hmm. days ago, like, 4.15 was released. So unless they're okay. just, like, planning some super overhaul in, like, now. Gotcha. So with that being said, that doesn't really say too much about when the hell that's coming out, Mm-mm. but kind of actually makes me wonder, that's a while, if they're still kind of... I, you got to imagine that they're actually working with the engine, and he was just kind of giving a throw out, and, oh, hey, if you want to see what we might be working on, 
this is probably the way to go. That's, I mean, from what you've told me, that's that's what it sounds like. Plus, mm-hmm. like I said, it's two days ago they released four point one five, so you're not going to have like a surprise release of five like in three months. I wouldn't think. I, no. I think you're still building on four, the latest iterations of it. Plus, if they're already working on Borderlands three, which we know they are, they have to be working with four in some fashion right now because that's the only one that's out there. Mm-hmm. True that. True that. Unless they haven't even started actually really working on it, and they've only been doing, uh, you know, what do they call that? Chalkboard. Uh, when they're just throwing ideas up, putting the story storyboarding. Yeah, storyboarding. Story yeah. There it is. I don't want to believe that though, because that means there's a long way off before that sucker. I think at this, I think at this point they have to be way past the storyboarding phase because they've been talking about it being in the works or being worked on for many many months. I think even at PAX PAX West or PAX Prime. Oh, it's it's been a long time since they talked about that. Yeah, but I mean, even back then he was saying, "All right, it's officially in the works," and then at the Game Awards he said, "We're working on it." So that's not like. Oh, uh, we're just thinking about it. <sighs> I, I, True that. I feel like you at least have to have a framework in there, which would be the Unreal Engine. So, mm-hmm. so there was a little tidbit. Another little cool tidbit. I'm not going to elaborate too much on it. If you want to check it out, obviously go over to that uh, Redbeard's podcast and take a listen for yourself. Yep. But uh, he talked a lot about uh, publishers versus developers and how they've broken into the, obviously, publishing market and... You know, they've currently got Bulletstorm coming out and how awesome that is and the deals that he's struck with those guys and making sure that they're happy with the way he's treating them. And then he kind of put a call out to, you know, other smaller developers that, hey, you know, Gearbox will hook you up and and get you on the market and get a good game out there. So I thought that was a pretty interesting little tidbit of knowledge, you know, what he thought of the, the whole situation of being a publisher now and compared to some of the bigger ones and other ones and whatnot, so... That's cool. I haven't had a chance to listen to the interview yet, but from what you were telling me, it sounded like he was pretty transparent with the type of deals that he was running with, uh, like People Can Fly and stuff. Yeah, he was very, very transparent. That's pretty damn cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It's just instead of getting all that vague bullcrap speak, you know, it's mm-hmm. just oh, here's what I'm doing, here's what I'm up to, you know. And he and this and he led into this entire interview with the whole shtick that he would love to be 100 percent transparent with everything they do, oh, but yeah. unfortunately, people don't allow that. Because they get it, you know, you tell them something and then they get it in their little mouth and they can't let go. Mm-hmm. And then when you change it, their minds are blown and they just can't handle life. And, you know, it's a tragedy. And then they become a troll yeah, and they grow true. teeth and they get a hunched back and they get all hairy and they stink. And then they sit on forums and they just post and they can't stop themselves. <laughs> and then they end up in a basement, usually their moms. Uh-huh. And then, you know, their life ends up over. It's a sad, sad thing. So Randy has to work real hard to balance that line of transparency, mm. but trying not to create too many more trolls because there's hundreds of thousands of them already in the loose. So Yes, clearly. <laughs> I'm looking so, at you, Reddit. Oh. <laughs> so moving away from the trolls, we're going to get to the last little nugget here. And this one was asked by none other than me, Mahaje Gluglungiglang. Because that's apparently how they pronounced it, and they made fun of me. I mean, you deserve to be made fun of, though. I do. I do, yeah. I give you that. But I asked him, with the promised DLC for Battleborn coming to an end, are you going to continue to support this game, 
or are you going to put it on a back seat to some up and coming games like Brothers in Arms, Borderlands 3, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera? And his response was, "No, there's a dedicated team for Battleborn, and for this coming year, you can expect them to keep working on Battleborn and doing things for Battleborn." Nice. So, you're welcome. I've just got you affirmation that the rest of this year, for at least, there's going to be support for Battleborn. Now, I will take that back a touch because it was a very vague question and answer mm. and did not get the, the response I was hoping for and that we're going to actually get a season two or more stories. Mm. It could very well just be meaning they're going to keep the servers running and do little tiny events with us throughout the rest of the year. Keep the hot fixes coming. Yeah, I'm not stupid. I did follow up with that question, but unfortunately it did not get answered. And see, I was going to say, bam, you guys, that's a third shift exclusive right there. But it's not really because it's on that other guy's podcast or stream first. Yeah. But Redbeard got it. It came from us. It came from, it that's came right. from Eric. Mahaja Mahage asked the question. Mahagalunj. Mahagalugalong. Yeah, that's right. So it's pretty cool news. Everybody can rest assured that for the duration of this year at least, we've got Randy Varnell and his team Mm -hmm. still on board, rocking and rolling, making Battleborn stuff. I don't know what that means, but at least it means we're still going to be able to play some Battleborn. I was going to say, and it's better than nothing, because if you're supporting the game, like you said, even at the smallest degree, to me that's hot fixes. That's, you know, balance issues. That's that's like that kind of thing. So it could be worse. They could just go, well, yep, that's it. But, uh, but Opera's blah, blah, blah is still broken. Eh, we got to go do something else. Sorry. But they're not going to, Matt. They're not going to. We don't got to worry about it. That's right. Mm-hmm. So that was it. It was a pretty cool interview. I was actually very impressed with uh, how smooth it was. Mm-hmm. So I would recommend everyone to head on over to Redbeard's podcast and check that out because it was pretty darn interesting. So yeah, other than that, I think it's time to roll right on into the battle plan. Starting it off, they announced that uh, Battleborn Day 2.0 is coming up. It's going to be this Saturday, the 18th of February. And in celebration of that, they're going to be running a loot apocalypse from Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern to Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern. So all weekend long, even if you can't get on on Battleborn Day, you can still be rocking out some extra loot, better boss drops, enemy drops up, better drops from packs, all the usual loot apocalypse stuff. You guys know you've been around for, you know, two or three or four or five or eight of them. Not only are they doing that, but they're also going to be opening up legendary and faction loot packs again, which that's got me stoked because I love the freaking legendary packs because Eric has no luck, as we've said a billion freaking times. Uh-huh. So you know what a legendary loot pack means? It means I get a legendary, period, point blank. No questions asked. That depends, though. Your luck might be so bad, you open up a pack, it just fries your system. Just coins. <laughs> coins. Flames. Yes. Coins and coins and coins. That's all I get. Oh, God. It's not going to happen. Because I can get a legendary, a legendary, legendary loot pack. Did you like that? I saved it. Saved it. No, you did not. Nailed it. I nailed it. Failed it. Yes. Failed it. Oh. Failed it. <laughs> Oh, gosh. We also got some skins and taunts on sale. That's right. Which is awesome. And a couple Battleborn titles. Mm. Battleborn Day titles. Ooh, yes. Thank you for that correction, man. And then they said that as a login bonus on Battleborn Day, they'll be giving away two, not giving away, but you will instantly get two free golden skins, one for Galt and one for Kelvin. They also said to uh, follow them on Twitter and all the socials because maybe there will be more. And then in parentheses they said, there will be more. 
So follow Borderlands, follow Gearbox. Don't follow Borderlands. Why would they care? <laughs> follow Battleborn, follow Gearbox, follow all the people you know. Follow us because I'll retweet it all Battleborn Day as I'm seeing stuff. Boom. You'll get what you need if you just follow us. Bada bing, bada boom. That's right. And before we move on, I do want to just say... I think they need to incorporate this a little bit more. Not the Battleborn Day, which is amazing, don't get me wrong. But when they say if you log in for those specific days, you're automatically going to be given the Galt's Firstborn and Kelvin's Phase Transition skins. Mm -hmm. I like that. I am a lazy, lazy man. And these codes, man, they kill me. Yeah. Because then I have to sit there and i got to take a picture or write it down and i got to go in and... Go to the shift code and oh, clickety-clackety. This stuff's for the birds, man. <laughs> I've got like two hours of game time, and putting in a code is rough. That's like a good three minutes of work. I, I will That's say hard. I agree with you to an extent because, I mean, I always tweet the codes out. I always retweet the codes. But then they sit there in the Twitter, and I don't do anything with them for at least a week. And then I get on for Borderlands Night the next week and go, oh, man, I hope that code's still good. Uh, click it, click it, clack, 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 clack. Oh, it was, okay. And then I usually don't end up using the skin anyway because I have a better skin or I bought a better skin or whatever. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I like shift codes, but like you said, I always forget about them. Oh, gee, when was the last time we put in a golden key shift code? Never. We didn't even do it on Saturday when we were playing frickin' Borderlands. I have no idea, Matt, to be honest. I, I think the last code I've put in for a skin oh, was a very long time ago. Hence why I'm saying I love what they're doing with these two. You just get it. You pop on, and they're there. Just free. Boom. Just get in and done. Now, it's such a small thing to cry and whine about, so I understand. I hear the ambulances out there all coming to get me, but the, you know, I'm just, just saying. But But you realize what's going to happen, right? I took Friday off because my family's in town. Good, because we need to we need to have Borderlands Night Friday night. So instead. exactly, we're going to have Borderlands Night Friday night. So you're not going to have any reason to get on Saturday because you're not going to be playing with me. So you're not going to get on. So you're not going to get two free skins anyway. No, I'll get on. Oh no, no, no! It's Battleborn Day, man. I don't know. Because you I know what Battleborn you. Day means for Eric. Battleborn Day means I go play stories all day long and get loot because Eric's addicted to loot. I think what you mean is Eric tries to play stories all day long. And tries to get loot. And he plays two as he's getting like dirty diapers and like poop filled like little mini potties thrown all around the room. That's that's probably true. <laughs> but it's only Thursday night, so let me live in my dream for another day, please. No, I'm here to crush your dreams. All your hopes and dreams are mine. <laughs> Why do I do anything? <laughs> Why do I do anything? <laughs> yes! Now we can move on. Just wanted to point that out and say it was pretty awesome, and I appreciate that little extra work on their end, so I have to do a little less work on my end. Oh, yeah, definitely. And speaking of work they're doing on their end, rolling us straight into the hot fixes. Not too many this week. They were saying that it's be, you know with the, the Choctaw Festival of Gaming coming up and all these big tourneys, they kind of want to dial down on making a bunch of weird changes so that people who are playing in those tournaments can actually know who they're playing with and how to play them. Basically, they just want to let the meta game settle so that way there's a fair playing ground for everybody involved. Yeah, because so, if you're really good at Galilea and they super nerf her just like down to the ground, oh, well, our team is just wrecked. Exactly. But yeah, a couple little quick ones. They said uh, Beatrix and Benedict had a little glitch that allowed them to be healed for 1 HP when they were at max health, just like over and over and over and over. So they just hacked that straight out. And then the other one, which I did think was 
a little bit necessary. I do kind of like this one. They increased the Meltdown Finale score limit from 300 to 400. So matches that last a little bit longer, you get a little bit more time to actually fight back before those Ultra Bots come in on you. I'm a little mixed on this one. The logical part, the fair part of my brain is an agreeance. I think it did need to be upped a little bit. It just seemed short. It seemed like if you were losing, you were losing. There wasn't a way to come back and win, even though they changed that whole second half mm-hmm. with them bots. It's still, if you're, if you're at a loss, you're done. But the other part of me, my, my heart, the part that hurts all the time, doesn't like it because either A, we're on a team that's kicking butt and taking names, and we go in and we smash them, and we're out of the match in freaking five minutes. Mm-hmm. Or B, we're on the opposite of that team, and we're getting our faces kicked in and smashed to the dirt. And it's nice just to have them kick me and crunch my face a few and then go away. That's so true. that way I can just recover and lick my wounds. Dragging it on, you know, that can be painful beyond measure and hurt my feelings. So, you know, that part of me says, oh, gee, 100 more points than them kicking me in my teeth. Oh, that makes me sad. <laughs> it, it is true. I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but it is weird how we only have those two extremes. I've only ever won Meltdown Finale 300 to 3, and I've only ever lost it. Three to three hundred, like we never have competitive games. I think we maybe had one where our grinders moved right as they finished, and so it didn't matter anyway because we just got stomped in the finale. But mm-hmm. like we have competitive incursions and face-offs and captures if we ever played a capture, we never have competitive meltdown finales. So it's just it's just weird. I don't know. Yeah. I know they designed the uh, the finale portion of that and try to give you a second chance, but I really feel like when you're getting your teeth kicked in like that and it goes in with a, like a twenty to three hundred, mm-hmm. their their bots are just way overboard. Uh, it takes your entire team to go into one side to stop the one bot. Meanwhile, of course, the other bot just runs on in. So I was going to say, anytime that the finale comes, it, it it's usually not for us, but when the other team has the finale going, all they do is they just bull rush one lane anyway. So we either have to all be there and somehow fight back against this team that has already steamrolled us for a full game, which is A, not possible, but then they have a giant-ass bot behind them too, just laying out fire and laying out damage, or just prancing out about as they try as they kill all of us. I don't know, like you said, I I see where they were going with it, and I like it in theory, but in practice it's just never... I've never been able to stop a bot because either I have five people in my face or it's nuts. I know what you're saying, Matt. It's a rough deal, man. It it's is. a rough deal. But once again, it's hard for us to judge because we're usually in one way or the other. I don't ever see a close match come where the bots, you know, one or two points difference from, you know, one another. True, true. So with that being said, A, it might be perfect. That's why I rely on some of the other Battleborn players out there to kind of fill me in on what's going on, what's awesome, what's not, because I don't get those matches. Yeah, I was going to say, we don't, we don't get the close matches, and we don't get meltdowns anyway, so it's just... That's true, too. Yeah. Well, that's a little bit different now with that quick play, you know, oh, oh, yeah. being meltdown. Because now if you go into quick match, all you get is meltdown. That's right. So speaking of matches and speaking of cues and all that good stuff, they said that on the 18th on Saturday, Versus Draft is coming back. They want Versus Draft to be like their Saturday competitive queue, and that next Wednesday, the 22nd, Solo Queue is coming back. So it's going to be that little, you know, kind of trade-off. These are the two competitive days for 
solo people for big giant teams. They did say that that solo queue Wednesday, it's going to alternate between solo and solo slash duo queues. So Mm -hmm. they're starting up that rotation. Yep, I like it. I uh, always, as uh, we've said before, point out, look forward to the duo queue so we can get in there and play together and mm-hmm. you know, get that get that ELO rank up. Speaking of ELO rank, did we ever Uh-oh. elaborate? Speaking of ELO rank, hold that thought because we might talk about it later. Oh. That's called a hook right there. That makes you stick around. If you care at all about that, suckers. Goodness. So that was about it for hot fixes. Like we already said, not too much going down because mm-hmm. uh, they're getting ready for the Choctaw Festival and all that other good stuff. So moving right along into the community spotlight, they went ahead and talked a little bit more about the Choctaw Festival of Gaming and that they had the qualifiers. And, of course, the top two teams were going to be sponsored by Gearbox, which means, as we already discussed, Blown in, lodging, all that good stuff. They get tours of Gearbox. They get to go there. I'm sure you're going to have some awesome desserts at Nerdvana Spirits. Ah, jealous. So jealous. It could happen someday. Yeah, it will happen someday. Not could. It's going to. We're going to go down there and kick down the door and demand a tour. That's right. I'm going to bring my microphone and wave it around and say, you know me. I'm the guy who talks into this. You No, we'll just infiltrate the building, man. We're going to go super sneak style on this. We're going to go Mission Impossible, hanging from Mm -hmm. some wires and stuff. That's right. I've already started to get my cosplay costume of a gearbox wall so they can shimmy down the side and and get in there. See, that's secretly (laughs) why I've been playing Assassin's Creed and Metal Gear Solid. i got to figure out how to infiltrate places and not snap necks, but, you know, knock some people out if I need to. Oh, I've got cow tasers. Uh I've got them set up to the point where they'll knock a human out instantly. I like, I like that the phrase you used is cow tasers, not cattle prods. <laughs> but when that cow gets out of line, this is what the cop pulls out. It <laughs> 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 uh, shocks the cow, but it, <laughs> it knocks out the man. <laughs> I love dying. Cow tasers. <laughs> Gotta call it, gotta call it, Officer Moo. Officer, Bill's getting out of line here at the milking wagon. <laughs> Stop it there! <laughs> Milk just spraying out of the udders. So yeah, Gearbox, you guys got that to look forward to in the coming years. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, that's TBD. <laughs> oh man. So. So we'd love to congratulate. <laughs> we'd love to congratulate Dunk Squad and Lost Heroes because those are the two teams <laughs> that aren't getting cow tasered. They're hundred percent. That's what we do. We drive down there. You, me, the whole crew just taser the Dunk Squad. Yeah, we're Dunk Squad. We're we're here to play. Oh, <laughs> uh, you guys are playing a lot worse and more uncoordinated than before. Us uh, jet lag, man. It's jet lag. No, I'll tell yeah. you. Give me a minute. I got to warm up. <laughs> Why are you logging in under different names? Shh, secret. Shut up. Shh. Don't talk about me. <laughs> oh, yeah. So Dunk Squad and Lost Heroes, they were the two teams that are going to be rocking it out 
fully sponsored by Gearbox at the Choctaw Gaming Festival. Oh, yeah. Congrats to those guys. That's pretty darn cool. I wish we were good enough to be those guys. Mm-hmm. But, hey, that's their jam, man. Just like this is our jam. So good on you. We hope uh, one of you guys takes it home for Gearbox and puts uh, Battleborn out there a little bit more into the tourney realm, or what do you want to say, competitive realm, mm-hmm. competitive scene. There you go. Nice. Better. And then jumping ahead just a bit, they did say during the stream that uh, there's going to be a lot of Gearbox devs there at the tournament, at the event, playing you know around with the community. They said if you can get to the Choctaw Casino and Resort, they are taking signups at the door for this tournament. So, you know, it's not... The field's not completely set. And then they did say, too, that uh, they're going to broadcast the entire tournament on uh, twitch.tv slash Gearbox Software. So if you're not there March 3rd through the 5th and you want to see some competitive Battleborn, if you want to watch people who are really damn good at this game and then cry tears at home thinking, man, I could never be this good like I will be doing, you know, hit up twitch.tv slash Gearbox Software. Check that out. I intend to watch, actually, to be quite truthful. I'm hoping that somebody in there is doing some Phoebe or Alani so I can kind of watch how they play and see if I can get any pro tips from some you know, players much better than myself. You got the pro mat right here, dude. I'm full oh, of pro Jesus. tips. I knew that. was. So I just set you up on accident. That's right. Myself. You just go, oh, here's yeah. a little softball mat. Wham! Out of the park. Had to hit it. You couldn't just leave it alone. No. Jeez, I'm not taking a strike on that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Then also in the community spotlight area... We had a little bit of Kid Ultra lore, Kid Ultra doing a uh, television series pitch. I thought this was pretty fun. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I read through it uh, actually just before we recorded this and found it to be pretty neat. I didn't really think there was anything super, no big leaks, no little hints, no teasers in this one. It was just kind of fun. The one thing I was thinking about was there's the very end where uh, the Kelvin character is going to bite down on the, the bad robot that comes out and finds out that it's full of charged with anti-ions or something like an antimatter type thing it makes uh-huh. me wonder if there's going to be some kind of antimatter heart in you know the the bowels of echinar as you're going down in there and or that's the way to reverse varelsi veiling techniques or that's the secret behind it or something you know cause an antimatter explosion and free whatever has been done time's gonna tell I still hold hopes that the heart of echinar doesn't solve the problem and we see them story missions like I told you we would though I know I know. So I can't I can't bank on you being right because then that might not pan out for me. That's true. I need my predictions to come true. I was just saying that was the one thing that was in there that seemed like could actually tie to something else because it seemed like a lot of, you know, goofing around, having fun, silly stuff, and then that was the one thing that seemed like, hmm, they could work that into something specific. So the last thing for this evening was the coming up section in which they said, hey, I wonder if you guys would be excited to hear a little bit about the fifth Battleborn story, uh, Phoebe in the Heart of Echinar? I don't know. I don't want to hear about it. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Oh, no? I'm good. Okay. All right. Well, that was a great podcast, man. I enjoyed the heck out of it. Yep. Don't forget we'll to save. And, uh, that's, that's yeah, get a couple beers, go play some Borderlands, not Borderlands, go play some Battleborn. Why the hell not? Man, getting those games confused tonight, just back and forth. I was going to say, even even I did. I'm, I'm usually fairly good. Mm-hmm. But in all jokes aside... They said, well, guess what? You're going to get the Phoebe in the Heart of Echinar stream tonight. Oh, boy. And we sure the hell did. And I was very surprised because that's not the way I predicted it. 
And that's not the way we predicted it, because this was a mutual one here. This this one we both thought was for sure going to happen. Even just going back to last week's episode, I think is what I said. Oh, yeah, we'll get teases and teases and hints, and they'll put the PvP mode before the new story mode, and then, you know, we'll get this, like, four to six weeks down the road. Nope. Quick spoiler alert, we're getting it next week. But, yeah, this was definitely a definite surprise when I think the tweet came out on Wednesday, that, hey, get ready for a stream tomorrow. And I was like, whoa, what the, holy crap. I was uh, I was definitely shocked because, I mean, Montana and the Demon Bear just hit, and we're still rolling through having a good time with that one, trying to figure out all of its secrets. Mm-hmm. So this one now is popping out, and I'm just like, oh, my gosh, there's still all the Borderlands Easter eggs. Oh, which, guess what, we'll talk about in just a minute. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh, it's going to be great. So it was exciting. And I cannot wait because, as everybody knows, I do love Phoebe. I guess not as much as some of the folks out there love her, but I do love her all the same. You don't have her tattooed on your back yet. I mean, no, it'll be on my butt. <laughs> I, almost, I actually almost I said that, and I went, "No, you can't. You can't do that." <laughs> oh God! Part of me wanted to say someplace else, and then I went, "No, come on." <laughs> Go with butt. No, go with back. Okay. Yeah. I took it two uh-huh. steps down. <laughs> Just brought it down a notch. Get a tramp stamp of Phoebe. That's, that's about as bad as it gets, right? So we got our little high eyes and ears and hands on a touch of Phoebe in the heart of Echinar. Oh, yeah. Now... The stream itself, a lot of it was just kind of a little background on Phoebe, you know, which was pretty cool. You know, it's something they usually do. Mm-hmm. And then they got to the, the meat of it and did some gameplay. And wow... Holy cow, that little first area where you could, you know, see the lava, look up and see the the floral, the trees, mm-hmm. the fauna and the trees, whatever, blah, blah, blah. That was just freaking really impressive. Oh, yeah. I, I love the visual design of the whole thing. Even when they went further down in and it became more like a big cavern with like the, you know, obviously the there, were the, there were the shards, but there seemed like, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like crystalline slash gem-like protrusions everywhere. It was really, I, I thought it looked really beautiful. Mm-hmm. And something else he said that got me really interested and a little scared to be to be completely honest about it. Uh, Montana and the Demon Bear is hard. Oh, yeah. It's no joke. That's a challenging ops mission. And I haven't found many of them to be that hard, really, to be you know, frank. I, right. I kind of flow through most of them with no issue, and the story mission's no problem as well. But the Montana and the Demon Bear, man, that's, that's fun. It's hard, but it's fun. Mm, yeah. So... Sam said he has no issue with punching you in the face as soon as you open the door. Mm -hmm. So that's got me worried. And then he went on to kind of explain that, hey, I I feel with this being the the last one, or at least last promised one that we know of or whatever, coming out, you're going to have gear, you're going to have characters, you're going to have all these things. So I don't mind making it tougher for you to make it through because you should have the skill set and the gear to make it. And I'm like, oh, man. Well, Montana was already hard. Mm-hmm. If this one's stepping it up in kind of their like, you know, their last hurrah for this particular set of story missions, mm-hmm. whoo, yeah, oh boy. I was gonna say I, I definitely feel you because obviously I roll with you in Montana, so we both have a very hard, very rough time in that. But at the, on the other hand, I do. I mean, I see where he's coming from because there's no reason to pussyfoot around now. If you're playing this one. You've played through all the story missions probably where you've done PvP. You have a character you know inside and out. So it's really on you this time to get through it. So 
as with so many things we talk about on the podcast, I like it and I don't like it in different kind of ways. Just to clarify a little bit, when I say difficult, I don't mean like we're having issue finishing. We're having an issue getting all 100 ops points oh, yeah. and finishing. So I don't want everybody thinking we can't finish Montana or anything. It's just we're trying to get all 100 ops points. We're still on story mission one, dude. We haven't even played through it once. They, they can't even get through it. So after he got done talking about the difficulty a little bit and how they made sure there's going to be plenty of shards this time around since everybody was complaining about the last uh, ops mission there being no shards, which is very, very true, mm-hmm. he got engaged in one of the little 10-point ops missions, which had the the portal. Yep, the Varelsi portal. Yes, and he said, well, hey, for everybody you know that's been looking for these Borderlands Easter eggs, isn't it weird how there's a portal in every single ops mission? And then he said, hmm, don't they go to, you know, and Sam and Brian, they were going back and forth on this. They said, oh, don't rifts usually go to different universes? And he was like, hmm, yeah, well, that's usually the way that works, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Hmm. And then he said that there's a Reddit thread that's very that's very close to the truth of everything, but maybe needs to reverse its logic. Mm-hmm. So the only thing I can think of is either A, you just play that portal music backwards, which I don't think is the case, but that's something that was mentioned in the chat, so I thought I'd throw it out there. But more than likely, it's got something to do with every time one of those portal missions come up, it's go investigate and then, isn't it close it? Do you got to close it afterwards or just go investigate? I think it just says investigate the Varelsi Rift because I don't remember. I think maybe it's got a button prompt to hold to examine or investigate, but I don't think mm-hmm. there was anything, I mean, not, at least not in the last ones, that we did to physically close it. I mean, Varelsi were around and you killed them, but they they were just there. It makes me wonder, though, because the one in Demon Bear, remember, the, you can't even touch it. It's up floating in the air That's where right. those books are in the, mm-hmm. the library, which... Varnell previously already stated, and we said, is warmer when it comes to where the clue is. So, duh, we now know it has to do with the portals for sure. And the one in Oscar Mike, just going off of, you can't do anything with it. You reticulate the mic and it just sits there. You can't get through the glass, so there's nothing you can do about it. So the question becomes, is how do you reverse the logic? And Mm -hmm. he might have been referring strictly to what was in the Reddit thread that was apparently right. But yeah. uh, I just thought maybe instead of investigating it, you have to do obviously the opposite of investigating it. Go farther out, see if it expands or does something crazy. I'm going to say, if you don't investigate that, maybe while it's open, something else further in the level is open, like like a paired rift or something. Like this one opened, mm. but way down there. Yeah, you're right. Another one opened. Because they've been doing a lot of speedrun stuff lately. Like mm-hmm. you can't get to these ops points unless you run in. So maybe, mm-hmm. hey, it's open. Run the F Run over there. Run somewhere else. Yeah. I don't know. Just a theory. I don't know. I, did, I haven't read the Reddit thread, obviously, so. And then there's a portal open. Neither have I, unfortunately. So we need everybody to get out there and check out those damn portals. And obviously, it's a little bit difficult because they randomly appear as your 10 ops points missions. But I'm looking forward to hopefully tonight getting a round or two in of one of those. And maybe we get lucky, we'll get one, and we can do precisely what we said and run away from it and go try to find some other parallel rift or portal and see if it takes us somewhere or just has opened up wider and has shown us something. Who knows? I really feel like those are like low ops point missions, though. It seems like we get it the first time through, and then we never get it again. Like, never ever. I think Oscar Mike is the only one you can go and actually get the thing to pop up. 
over and over Because our first time through Demon Bear, it was there. Our first time through uh, Atticus and Thrall Rebellion, it was there. I don't specifically remember Friendship Raid, but I've played through that like 1,800 million times, so I'm blanking on that one. But For smarter minds than ours, there you go. If you didn't listen to the stream last night, now you know mm. the portals are the key. What to do, I don't know. Figure it out. And let's get some Borderlands Easter eggs. That's right. I, I'm itching for it. My, my mouth's watering right now. I'm, oh, I know. I can't wait. But that about wraps it up. I mean, what, is there anything else in the stream beyond, of course, what we already talked about? The locale looks really cool. You know, who's, oh, did they mention who's going to be in this one besides Phoebe, or did they keep that under wraps? Uh, they said Phoebe. They said Beatrix will be in it, I think, at some point. Plus, if you play as Beatrix, there might be some actual back and forth dialogue. They kind of teased at it, but we haven't seen a lot of that happening in the story app, so I'm kind of iffy on that. I don't think they specified anybody else. I don't think they did either. But the one thing that they did throw in that we haven't mentioned yet is they said that this story app is really going to explain a lot of things like, you know, how things got to be the way they are, plus what's going on right now. They said you're going to learn a lot about the Thrall and about the Varelsi and the Eldred as well. And at one point during the stream... During that playthrough, there was a Varelsi that spoke at one point, and apparently everyone in the chat was going nuts. But definitely they said this one is going to answer a lot of questions. And then in the chat, because Randy Varnell was there in the chat, he said at the 10th playthrough of this story app, at the end of that, something big is going to happen. And I think that's the unveiling of the other stars. That's the Red Dane comes back. That's the Nova drops in in a robot suit and does a disco dance. I don't know. Something big he promised at the end of the 10th run-through of the story op. Well, part of me is excited and looks forward to it. Part of me hopes it's all wrong and we get an actual legit full-on story mission to wrap things up. Or even better yet, we get a whole season two of stories. Yeah, I want my season two. I I want the big thing at the end to be, surprise, you've unlocked season two. You know, download season two right now or... you know, the season two access code right now. And I'm like, ooh, tick, 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 tick. let me get my credit card out. Ching, 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 ching. Instantly, I'd be done. Money for Gearbox. Oh, yeah. As usual, at the end of the stream, they did release a shift code for a golden skin for Phoebe. So hit up the Twitter. I tweeted it out just off my little phone, just like I've been doing all the time. Uh, that'll be in the show notes as well. Make sure you grab it up. Eric, grab a golden skin for your girl Phoebe. <laughs> Put in a shift code. <laughs> Spend... <laughs> 18 minutes typing that bitch in. Well, you know damn well I'm going to for this one. It's Phoebe, so. <laughs> you know, it is my, it is one of my three favorites, mm. so I will indeed actually get this one. Good. Thank you. Appreciate that. So that's about it, man. Battle plan's good to go. Wrapping that up. Mm-hmm. Wrapping up the stream. Going to head on into something special, right? What's it? That's right. What do we do after that? Oh, just, what's that? What? Hello? Oh, it's the mailman Postal? at the door. Oh, it's half of the mailbag. It's the mailman. Tell, tell Frankie I said hi. Yo, Eric says you're a douchebag. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he is too, right? <laughs> anyway. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, so this mailbag, when my phone decides to load ever. It's strange that mail's coming to you on your phone. That's pretty neat. Where do you sign up for that? I mean, that's what happens. Frankie comes and he delivers me a phone that has the mailbag on it. And I'm like, dude, what, what am I going to do with all these phones? Every every Friday, he's like, here's a new phone, dude. What, man? Come on. Well, I know what happens. The phones, they self-destruct in five seconds after you read the message. 
aren't you part of MI5 or something? <laughs> That's why you got to watch the video, except it doesn't exist. Oh, snap. Secret Agent Matt. Yeah, that's Secret Agent Matt. He's called Deep Cover. You've been in Deep Cover for too long, my friend. I don't think you remember what you were. (laughs) It's just become part of me. Uh, So we mentioned ELO ranks earlier, and this mailbag question has to do with those. It comes to us from our buddy Sean Haggerty at 10K Beers on Twitter. Hey-oh! He says, you guys have been talking about ELO ranks lately. Can you expound further on these ranks and how they affect our match cues? Nope. That's a question for you, Matt. Answer away. I will say none of us know the exact system that Gearbox is using right now and how they're going to stratify ranks if and when they decide to do that. But I did read up on ELO and you know that, that ELO ranking system. It basically is just what you would think it is, just like they started off with solo queue. Everyone starts off with, say, 100 points of ELO rank. Now, if I play Eric and I beat Eric, then... I take points from him. So my rank gets higher and his gets lower. And so as that as that builds up and builds up, I gain points, he loses points, however it goes. But the wider the margin is, the less points you get for the lower from the lower rank players. Yes, exactly. You know, if you have 10,000 points and you beat somebody with 200 points, you'll take maybe one from him. But if somebody mm-hmm. with 200 points beats Johnny 10,000, He's he's just eating up points like a oh, man. Oh, he's eating up points. Yeah. Yes. So it's it's obviously when you expound it into like five player teams, this is going to be. There's tons of variables when it comes to the teams. Oh yeah, and you know the the way they weight it versus you know if you have a chance to if you're this high ranked team even play low rankers anymore because it's not normally you see this stratified in a ranking system like bronze silver gold so you'll get up to gold but then. You know, generally, like for something like League of Legends, you don't drop out of that. You can only move up. Which is the better way to do things to keep players from getting too stressed out, I think, as we've said before. Yeah, I, I like that. You can you can earn promotions to move up in rank. So the League of Legends way of doing it, I think, is you have five matches in a promotion series. And if you win the majority of them, you move up a rank so that you can't keep dropping down. But you play against players with higher ELO ranks. So, you, you know, it's that kind of back and forth if you lose to really good players you don't lose a lot if you lose to bad players you do it's kind of just like a tug of war system there's a big wikipedia article on it that that i read up on has a lot of good info has a lot of good real world examples which i didn't expect because i've only heard of elo ranks in league of legends in online games but they said that this was a big part of the the old uh, bcs system for college football which Mm -hmm. everyone hated but it was around for like the longest time. Apparently, like the women's FIFA league in Europe actually still uses an ELO rank system. All kinds of real life sports use this kind of thing. So it definitely was an interesting read. I would say read up on it on, on Wikipedia. Apparently, it started off like for chess rankings and then they moved it into other sports and all this other stuff. It's nuts. And just a quick and aside for that is. is that it takes in many, many things, you know, not just kills, deaths. Takes in uh, if you're a healer, how many heals you got? What was the heal ratio? Did you overheal, underheal, all that good stuff? Were you out of mana too much, this much? Was your HP sitting real low all the time? Many different things get uh, put into what your actual score ends up being at the end of these matches. Mm-hmm. We don't know what Gearbox is going to be betting all their points on, but I can tell you it probably won't just be KD. 
You're going to oh, be yeah. looking at you know all sorts of things. How often were you AFK? How often were you out gathering shards? Uh, how many bots did you produce? All those kind of things. And and I think these, you know, unranked, quote fingers, competitive nights like the Saturday Wednesday thing. I think doing this with Elo ranks behind it, which you know they've said the Elo rank is there. I think doing it without a full ranking system is a way for them to kind of test the waters and maybe do exactly what what you're saying. Try to figure out how to weight it this way or that way. Like they lost a match, but you know, if you were really awesome, Milani, healing everybody, but you lost the match, how does that affect your ranking? Like your individual ranking versus team ranking versus this, 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 that. That's why they put all those extra factors in. Mm. So that way if you're just going in, you know, solo and they're teaming you up with a bunch of other people, but they happen to be not as good as you in any way, shape, form, you're still going to get ranked individually based off those all those small individual factors, and you won't necessarily lose as many points as some of the others. Mm-hmm. So therefore, you're not you know you're not like there's no way in hell I'm playing by myself ever because I'm just going to be tanked down into you know bronze land. Right now, with that being said, you will still get tanked into bronze land if you play solo with a bunch of people that not are not very good because. War of Attrition, obviously, you're going to go down and down and down. So, And at least that's all in theory, we're assuming. Yeah, all in theory. So, yeah, hopefully that answers your question, Sean. And, again, I thought that Wikipedia article was a really good resource for any any kind of info you could ever want to know about ELO ranks. So if any of you guys have any other questions for us or comments or concerns or you just want to say hi, you can email us at info at thirdshift.me. You can find us on Twitter as thirdshiftme, and you can find us on Facebook under Third Shift. And we also have a Patreon set up for you boys and girls out there who think that we had a great episode. Go on over, pop in a buck, pop in five bucks, pop in 500 bucks. You know, I got a lot of pull-ups to pay for. This baby don't <laughs> potty train itself. so Just put her in the chicken coop. Put her in the Gotta coop. Gotta make it work. Let's put her in the coop. You can come out of that coop once you poop in the potty. Ah, just, just buy a lot of kitty litter, right? Just let her poop. On. There's a Voltron cat out here. <laughs> damn Voltron cat. I thought we got rid of that damn thing. <laughs> but on a serious note, you know, we uh, definitely appreciate everyone thus far who has thrown a buck or two or five bucks, ten bucks, hundred bucks our way. Oh, yeah. You guys are awesome. We appreciate you every single week. And y'all know who you are. We'll mention you periodically, obviously. And, you know, if you don't have money, that's fine, too. Throw us questions because we love questions. Throw us comments. Throw us, maybe throw us a five-star rating in that iTunes. Oh, look at you. Oh, because you know what? Then we'd be golden, top chart in the podcast world. See, you'll move us up in the ELO ranks of podcast world on iTunes. Yes, perfect, yes. I like it. So, yeah, of course, you can find the podcast on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podomatic, where we've always been. We upload to Google Play Music and YouTube as well. And if you like what we're doing, please, please, again, leave us a rating or a review on any of those services. And we'll be back in your ear holes next Friday, the 24th of February, for our very next episode. And until then, I guess there's nothing to say, but don't forget forget to to say.